The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, good morning, folks. A little wet one today. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Nick Bodie on the boards, and uh, we welcome you to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. We take your calls with questions and comments or just bragging rights, I guess, at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Hey, Danny, how's it going? Good to be back, Tom. Yeah, how was your hunt last week? And any breakdowns? So you get stuck in a field anywhere? Well, any mishaps? Any mishaps? No, no major mishaps. Well, I that's guess that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, no major mishaps. Uh, right after I talked to you guys live yeah. from the forest, I uh, walked fifty yards down, and there's a steep ravine, and I got near the edge, and sure enough, I heard a, a deer right below it. Yeah. And it could hear me, I could hear it. So I stopped. And I was watching kind of another side ravine thinking it might run out that way. And it was a waiting game. I waited about 20 minutes and then I heard it start making some steps. Mm-hmm. So then I uh I probably should have just walked to the edge and got ready to to jump it and see what it was and I'd probably get a shot as it yeah. was flying down the hill. But uh I waited another half hour and then I basically crawled to the edge and looked over and it was gone but i felt i heard big heavy heavy footsteps and then uh met my buddy scott at about 10 30 and walked him over to uh the playpen stand so named because my brother set it up many years ago when his kids outgrew a playpen in the backyard and he he set it up there over the overlooking another ravine and it's now known as the playpen stand it's been modified and improved i left him there and I walked off, and 20 minutes later, I heard kaboom, big eight point, walked oh. right up, turned broadside, and he got it. So, uh, so he was happy. Yeah. And uh, then later, his son Stephen went and sat there, and his son Stephen has gotten spoiled hunting in that Monroe Sparta area with his grandpa, because at age only 14, he's already got several nice eight points under his buck and under his belt, including mm-hmm. a beautiful. Eight point he shot with a crossbow at ten yards away years ago when we left him at a spot, walked yeah. right up to him. Um, but he passed up a, a big bodied deer. They got some big bodied deer up in the north, and it had a messed up, it was only like a six point kind of a four corn rack inside the ears, but they were big, thick, gnarly tines. Yeah. And it, I can't believe I never have deer walk up to me like that. It walked <laughs> up and turned, I guess, broadside thirty yards, mm-hmm. and his dad was ready for him to take it. And he let it go. Uh, huh? Up there, you don't just let those big old bucks go. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like it was a young buck. It was a big, heavy-bodied mm-hmm. deer, big, thick neck and chest on it. Um, but he passed it up. And so 
we uh, we did manage to get that one buck. I passed up uh, passed up two little bucks up there. I had one I, I bumped out of a bottom field, swung on it, got the, got it in the crosshairs, and I thought, nah. I thought it was a doe at first, and I didn't have a did not have a doe tag. And same instant, I saw little spikes. Yeah, and uh, I still didn't shoot. I let yeah. it go, and then I had another fork buck come on out. And I would have shot had I had a doe tag. It was broadside about 115 yards away. And I had it in the crosshairs, but I wanted to make sure it was a buck. And then it stepped out, and I could clearly see it was a buck. But at the same time, it turned angling away from me. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't a shot I wanted to take. Yeah. It, was a, it was a fork buck, so yeah. I let that one go too. So, yeah. so all in all, had a good time, good hunt. Yeah, and no, and no major breakdowns. No, that, that's great. No major, no major breakdowns. I did go back to uh, hunt on the field uh, Thursday night, Thanksgiving, and uh, I sat. And uh, one o'clock, nice fork buck came through. I let that little guy go, uh, just moseying through the field. And right before dark, I had uh, a little one pop out with a bigger one behind behind it, but they were behind my blind which meant I had to kind of twist around and look out the window. And uh, so I finally looked, saw the bigger one, and I thought, okay, I'm going to shoot that. And when I got the gun stool turned around and looked back, it was gone, only the little guy. <laughs> and the little one kept looking back over its corner. So the, the bigger one must have sensed something was wrong. Well, mm-hmm. then uh, about 150 yards away, a doe pops out. Then one pops out at 190 yards and up before I know it, about six other deer just materialize out in this field. But I got the 44 Magnum because I only oh. took one rifle with me on okay. the trip because we were okay. so jam-packed with Stephen and Scott in the truck. I figured, ah, screw it. I'm just going to bring one rifle and roll with yeah. that. But I thought, well, I'm going to wait till dark, wait till Ron pulls up with the truck, and that way he'll chase the deer off and I won't be spooking them out of my right. blind. Right. And I thought, maybe they'll work their way closer. Well, sure, lo and behold, one of the bigger ones, all of a sudden, I'm like, it's work. It's coming directly at me. And then I realized, I figured if it got within 100 yards with that 44 Magnum, then 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 that's within the range. Mm-hmm. And I looked. I thought, by God, it's there. Put the scope up, looked at it. wasn't the broadside shot I wanted. It, it was facing me. I estimated it about 85 yards. Later, I paced it off at 80 yards. So it was pretty close. Put the crosshairs on it. And again, not the broadside shot I wanted, but I thought, you know, I'm dead steady on this thing. And sometimes you just subconsciously know it's mm-hmm. time to shoot. You squeeze without yeah. really. Th- I squeezed it off, and the thing went ass over tea kettle, man. It literally knocked it back onto its rear end and onto really? its back. It just went wow. ass over tea kettle, like I said. And all I saw were legs flailing for about five seconds and then done. Wow. So I drilled it right in the chest just below the neck exited on the other side and uh big dough so i got i got some meat good, the good. kids get their venison sloppy joes at school now <laughs> i did for the first time tom i did for yeah. the first time drop uh get i'm getting it checked for cwd i've made okay. a it, it's number one it's going to help the dnr monitor it more. right right and when you do go in if you shoot a deer out there Try and find out what township you're in because they're really trying to ask. They don't want to just go, oh, you're in Monroe County. They want to know where. Yeah, where in Monroe now, County. Now, at the, yeah. at the Schnitzler's uh, sports shop up there in um, Sparta, they actually have a little map. And it's like a plot map, and it's got the owner's names of yeah. the property. So they 
you know, at least know the owner's name of the property that you're on or some of the neighbor's names, the crossroads, because they have to look on this little map, which an old guy like me needs and you would need our mm-hmm. cheater glasses to even see. Sure, yeah. And it took them a couple minutes to kind of pinpoint, okay, here's where you were, and okay, that's number 28. So they got specific spots that the DNR is trying to map exactly where in the county Mm -hmm. if they do get a hit on a positive test. Now, if you do take it in, they said it's a couple weeks now. Normally, it's quicker during both season. I've heard seven to nine days. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Right now, it takes a couple weeks because of the sheer volume of of ones to test. But if you don't hear anything in a couple weeks, you're good to go. They only contact you. Bushy's getting a phone call. Getting a call from my brother about deer hunting. Yeah. Hold on, Tim. I'm on the air. I'm going to set the phone down here and talk to Yes. Go so, ahead. So, so anyway, um, you can, though, they give you a little tag with a number on it. You can uh, actually go online and check yourself. Yeah. But they're only going to contact you if it's a positive right. hit and a couple weeks out. So by the time I get it back from Pernat's, you know, or wherever, yeah. you know, whatever, uh, wherever I take it, I should probably go to Carl's, drop it off there. I got some of the best steaks from them years ago. Yeah. Um, bef- when you, by the time you get it back, you'll know whether it tests positive or not. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but it's a good idea to get them tested. I think yeah, it's getting I, I easier it and easier. And Definitely now they want idea. you to cut it off a couple inches below the neck, below the chin, because yeah. that's where they get those lymph glands. Right. Yeah. But like Schnitzler's was nice enough. The guy comes out and just saws it off. Okay. But he did tell me, he said he did, he said, was the deer sick? Was, did it look bad? Was it, uh, you know, this and that? And I said, no, it's perfectly healthy. He goes, you know, I did cut the head off of one, and it grossed, even grossed me out. Uh, he said there was, like, pus coming out oh. on the neck because he was cutting it. Oh, that's gross. That would be gross, yeah. Who do you got on the line, Nick? We got our buddy Kevin out in Maple Ridge. Oh, okay. Hey, good morning, Kevin. How you doing today? Good morning. Are you awake? Yes. Yeah? What's on your do mind? Do I like I have a cold? Yes, it does. Oh. Not feeling good, eh? What's that? You're not feeling good, are you? No, I, I just woke up when you guys started. Yeah? And, it sounds uh, like it. <laughs> <It's>... No. <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking cough medicine, and I'm taking... Uh, I had the tremors, so they're giving me a lot here. I'm sorry uh, okay. to hear that. <laughs> um, the fish smelt. Yes. Why do they call the fish smelt? I have no idea. It's like, why do they, I mean, I, I don't know. No, I mean, I eat them. Yeah. I ate them. I know. At le- hey, at least you s- pronounced it correctly. Yeah, I did. Yes, you pronounced it smelt like it should be, not schmelt. <laughs> I mean, I... But I, I don't know. I don't know where I, I got the word I don't even know from. if they have any bones in them, Tommy. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they're very, very, very small. That's why once they're fried, you can eat them bones and all because the bone, you never even know they're there. That's on the smaller smelt. On the bigger ones, uh, those bones get a little bit bigger, so you don't want the bigger ones. But those smaller ones that are like five, six inches, perfect, perfect. Well, you know, uh, the fish that we have here at Maple Ridge, we have uh, perch. Do you really? 
Yeah. Oh. Perch or haddock. Yeah, haddock's and good. Those yeah. are fish that without bones. Well, you know why? That's because they fillet them. The oh, actual fish itself swimming around has bones, without a doubt. Because mm-hmm. I've cleaned them, and yeah, I know. they got, they. got As a matter of fact, I just about all fish have bones, except there's a few ocean fish that have cartilage and not bones, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I, there's some kind of exotic kind of weird thing, you know, I don't know. But, uh, but no, all our fish around here have bones. And that those haddock, those are haddock fillets. Yeah. They, yeah, they fillet the meat off the bones, so. Uh, Tom. Tom. Yes, yes. You remember, and you too, Danny. Oh, Dan, morning, Dan. Dan. Yeah, he's out in the hall right now. He's, oh, he's out in the hall. Yeah, he's taking an important uh, phone call. Tom, you remember, <clears throat> excuse me, Earl Gillespie when he did the fishing show. Oh, yeah, I remember. What did you like about his fishing show? Uh, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't remember a one. I was a young fella then, and uh, I don't remember anything about it. I just remember that he was on, and I might have saw some of them, but I don't remember a darn thing about it. Not a thing. Well, they were good. They were, it was called Earl Goes Fishing. Yeah. And they were some good fishing shows. He, Earl was a type of a guy that really liked to fish. Hey, who doesn't? You know, a lot of people like to fish. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know. The thing is, there's probably a lot of people out there who could do a good fishing show. You know, mm-hmm. that could maybe do it. You know, but you know, I've always said, Kevin, that anybody can have a radio show or a TV show. Mm-hmm. All you need is money, because you can I buy the airtime. You can buy the airtime on TV now. or radio. So. And this is one thing that I always wanted to ask you or. Danny, can a blind person fish? Sure. Matter of fact, I took a guy out one time. He hired me when I was guiding. He was legally blind, although he had these super thick glasses that if he looked at something within about two inches from his eyes, he could could see something. So he was legally blind. He used a cane and all that stuff, you know. But uh, yeah, we went out fishing, and and he just did everything by field, and he and he casted the reel. You know, he made his cast. I made sure that we weren't close to any structure that he could get hung up on. But yeah, and then he would reel in, and next thing you know, there'd be a fish on, and he'd be reeling in, and I'd have to tell him when to stop reeling when it got close to the boat. But mm-hmm. yeah, you, yeah, I can. Hey, listen, we're behind for a break. We're way, way, okay, way behind. Tom. Hey, thanks yeah. for calling, Kevin. Thank you. Okay, talk to you later. All right, Danny's back, but we're going to a commercial break. So we'll be right back here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Stay tuned for more. I like this one. Welcome back. Get on the ride with us. With the Midnight Riders. We're not the Midnight Riders. We're the 6 a.m. Riders. (laughs) (laughs) We are the uh, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back. Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Dan. This is Tom. Sorry about that last break, guys. My brother Tim was calling me. We typically go back. 
this Saturday up by Monroe County there on the other side of this big ridge up there by uh, Ron's property. Property. This guy, does, th- these group of guys do this massive drive, mm-hmm. which can send 20 or 30 deer flying across the field to mm-hmm. us. But I'm not going back up there in the rain. I shot a big doe. I'm done for the year. A guy gets to a point where you kind of get tired. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work up there. Keeping that cabin clean with a bunch of guys, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cooking, keeping things yeah. organized, driving, packing the truck, everything else, plus hunting in the cold. Mm-hmm. Take something out of you. Did you hear the weather forecast for this weekend? We're supposed to have a couple inches of snow on Monday, I mean on Sunday, but Sunday night to Monday morning, we could get up to eight inches. Great. Uh, not looking forward to hey, that. I'm just happy no. I got... Uh, I got bags, heavy bags of salt in the back of my truck. Yeah. I'm never going to have a light in the rear end again. Yeah. And I do have the four-wheel drive fixed. Yeah, well, there so you go. So I'm ready go. to rock and roll. You're ready, yeah. Just, uh, I'm not looking forward to the snow, Danny. But, you know, the east end of Pewaukee, as you well know, was froze over last week. A uh, week and no, a half ago. No, I don't ago. know. I oh, wasn't there. That's right, yeah. Well, it was froze over. A okay. lot of the sh- smaller, shallower lakes were froze over, you know, a couple in, inch we're... or two. They're not froze over anymore at, with this warmer weather and the rain and all. Yeah, yeah. That, Did that, somebody that, want, uh, who uh, wanted uh, to say they were the first guys out I, on the ice go out? I hope not. It seems like that's a mentality where some guys, they, they just want to say, I was the first guy yeah. out there. Kind of like the water skiers in the spring want to be the first ones out there wearing a ret- wetsuit. To say I was water skiing already this yeah, year, forty-five degrees Just to of say water. You did it you know? first. Okay, buddy, you can now, be first. You, that's right. You can have that gold medal. That's good. God bless you. God you know, bless go you. Right ahead. Go right Make ahead. you happy. That's good. I'll just sit here on shore being happy. <laughs> that's right. I'm not. I'm not going to have any part of that. Being happy, watching you being happy. That's right. Oh God. And yeah, well, ice fishing's coming right around the corner, not too far away. I know people are gearing up for that. You're going to go out on uh, Pewaukee Lake, you think, this year, try for some of those walleyes well, this Well, you know, I got to defend my title of uh, biggest you, you pike a, in the— Yeah, you caught a big pike. I don't know pike. if it was the Lunkers or Badger Fisherman League yeah. or one of them I caught the 35-inch yeah. catch and release, you know. So I won 50 bucks plus. I was able to release it. <laughs> I hope the IRS isn't listening because I, I didn't I, claim I, the $50 on my income yeah, tax return. I, I personally, I would not have released it. I would have filleted that baby up and been cooking it that night. <laughs> you know, there was actually somebody upset with me. Uh, uh, You're kidding. Yeah, somebody was upset that I didn't give it to him. He likes the pickle pike. So well, you know like, what? Go catch it. your Danny own. should have catch that, that pike. Yeah, go catch your own. I'm going to catch it this year. It's going to be 37 inches, yeah. my friends. And I get you know, to fish out of the deluxe shanty right there on Park Avenue. <laughs> right right out my window. <laughs> right you know what kills me? You know, years ago, I mean... Tell me, what what do you think about this? You know, you get in, let's say you get into a boat with a guide. Let's say you hire a guide, and the guide says, okay, um, you, you let's say, okay, let's say, first of all, it's a musky guide. And the musky guide says, you can't keep a musky unless it's over 50. No, you can't keep any musky. If you're going to have a mount, it's going to reproduction. You can't keep any. Well, it's like, or you get into a boat with a guy who's walleye fishing and say, I know the legal size limit, 15 inches, but you can't, I mean, you can keep walleyes, let's put it this way, walleyes between 15 and 20 inches, but if you catch a big one, you got to let it go. Let's say you catch a 30-incher, you got to let it go. I mean, 
and and talk about other fish, okay, like that. What what gives the guide the right to dictate to the client what they can and cannot keep? You know what I'm saying? Well, I guess it's this way. As long as he lets them know up front that this is my policy, well, then the client can decide, okay, if they want to go with them or not. Uh, but I think they got to let them know that up front. Yes. Uh, because if, let's say that there has been no understanding and the guy does catch a legal fish, like you said, or let's the say guy, a, big, a big one, the guy doesn't one. really have a right to tell you that. Right. You got your license, you caught a fish legally, fair and square. It's your decision whether you want to keep it or not. Yeah, because I, many years ago, I was doing this in store promotion up in Sturgeon Bay. And Gary Roach and I got into a heated conversation. It was an argumentative discussion, if you will. And he says, anybody who comes in a boat with me, I don't let them keep a muskie. They got to all go back. And I said, well, who made you God to decide whether or not they could keep it? It's their legal right to keep it if they want to keep it. I mean, I can understand you saying, I would recommend you let this go. You know, I would recommend it. But you can't just put your foot down and say, no, you can't keep it. I said, what, 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 you, oh boy, you should have heard the two of us you going know back and forth. Okay. I'm with you on this, Tom. I'm against anybody really telling somebody what they can and can't do. As long as it's we perfectly got enough legal. Of that, we by got the enough law. of that going on in the country with yeah. people trying to tell everybody. But I don't have a right to tell anybody whether or not they can or can't keep a legally harvested fish any more than they have a right to tell me not to speed. It's none of their business. If I told you don't speed, you're going to say screw you, because lots of people speed and do whatever they drive, <laughs> however they want. And if you who, get who caught, died and who died and left me in charge? Yeah. Nobody. Right. So that's why I don't have a right to tell them right. any more than they have a right to tell me what I can and can't keep. Now you can nicely suggest and say, you know, it is kind of nice for to protect the resource. It's really nice to let those go and do it diplomatically. But people like to be. People like to act like they're maybe they're too t- tired of getting bossed around by their jobs and bosses and wives all their life. But everybody sitting on a bar stool likes to tell people what they should and shouldn't do. Yeah, or it's, sitting it's, behind a go to the internet chat rooms and oh, see no. all the experts on Lakelink telling everybody chiming in on what everybody should do and shouldn't yeah, do, and all yeah. of a sudden acting like they're the you know know all and end all mm-hmm. of everything. You know, like you said with your speeding analogy, you could you could say to somebody. You know, I really, I would recommend that you shouldn't speed because you might get pulled over by a cop, you know, and pay a big fine. You, you can recommend it, but you don't tell them, no, you can't. <laughs> you know? Now, now the, the the other flip side is the person who's, that would say, no, that's not the same. Their, their speeding doesn't affect me, you know, but if they keep a big fish, well, that does affect me because I, you know, that I fish and hunt, I fish there. And so that does have an effect on me because that's kind of wrecking mm-hmm. where I fish if he's keeping, keeping that big fish. Well, wait a second. Your speeding causes more accidents, causes our insurance rates to go up. So guess what? That affects me too. <laughs> yeah. You know what I does. mean? Yeah. If I wanted to flip yeah. the argument around sure. and say, okay. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I never, I never understood. I mean, all, I mean, you know, I let, I probably, and in, in you and I together have probably released hundreds and hundreds of muskies, you know, caught and released. Oh yeah. And over the years, I've kept a couple. Okay, whether it was due to a really bad hook where they're bleeding bad or something, or I just wanted to keep 
keep one and have a big family feast. Okay, I mean, I'll tell you what. It with muskies though. I mean, there's somebody put them on a pedestal years ago. I gotta and, tell you, and it's like. You know, God and the DNR will make more. <laughs> I gotta tell you a funny story. Years years ago, when I was a young kid, I was in a little aluminum boat, and uh, I finally caught a muskie. It was like a forty three inch muskie, mm-hmm. and I gotta be honest with you, Tom. I kept it at the time, right? Nothing wrong. Because I think that. it was like yeah. I'd hardly ever caught a muskie mm-hmm. in my life, so I kept it. So when I came ashore and saw the people, I said, "Yeah, you know, I tried to let it go, but it died." Well, let me tell you what. <laughs> when I caught it. I whapped it over you the head, right? It. Okay. And then I'm motoring back to the landing, and all of a sudden the thing starts flopping on the bottom of the boat. Oh, no. I mean, it's going crazy. Yeah. So I stop the boat, whap, 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 hit it in the head yeah. again. Then I keep going, and a little bit later it starts flopping again. Oh, geez. Whap, whap, whap on the head. So when I when I came into the shore and told those guys, yeah, it just <laughs> didn't make it. Well, oh, let me tell you what. It, it made it. it, it <laughs> It didn't make it because of you. (laughs) But I was a young kid at the time. uh, Hey, you know, my brothers, when they were younger, uh, and, 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 you know, this is many years ago, my brother, I think it was my, yeah, my brother Jim carried a twenty-two pistol. I mean, back then, years ago, they would shoot it in the head when it got by the side of the boat, right? Mm -hmm. Well, my brother Jim was reeling in a fish. My brother Bill went in his tackle box, got the pistol out, and just started going bam, 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 bam by the side of the boat. Shot the hook out of its mouth. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, they didn't think that was such a good idea. And then other people said, you know, that's really not smart, shooting a, a firearm on water because it could skip and end up on the other side of the lake, kill somebody maybe. You know, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, but you, you know, know what? what? That had to be straight down in the water. I yeah, I know. Okay. That ain't going yeah, anywhere. Yeah, if I try and... Angle. It's not yeah. like you're skipping rocks for <laughs> no, God's sake. Everybody's always, everything's going to kill you. Yep, I know, exactly. But I thought it was funny shooting the hook right out of its mouth. Well, folks, guess what time it is? It's, gut report. Yeah, it's the time, time I've the, been waiting for. Yeah, time for the gut report. And then don't forget, at six four, right after the 645 break, we're doing the Hornschwaggle that is uh, brought to you by. Carl's Country Market. They're known for its award, their award-winning sausages and everything meat and more at Pilgrim and Silver Spring and Menominee Falls. So we got a couple of things coming up. Also, we got somebody calling us today at six thirty. I mean, at seven thirty-five. You might you want to stick to that because you can save some money, and by saving money, you're donating to the Wounded Warriors Project. For what I understand, so. He's calling in at 7.35 today. But anyway, let's let's do the gut report, Bodie. All right? All right, folks. We'll be right back. He's Dan. I'm Tom. He's Nick Bodie. We'll, we'll talk to you in a few minutes. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The gut report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Hey, folks. What are you going to do with all that turkey you got left? Remember last week's gut report when I told you those turkeys are always done sooner than what it says on the package? Well, the 20-pound the turkey I had said it was going to be done in roughly four and a half hours. That son of a gun was done in three, and I was testing it uh, at two after two hours, two hours and 30 minutes, and then at three. It was done perfectly moist, juicy, perfect temperature at three hours instead of Four and a half. So what I was telling you was not a hornswoggle. It was the truth. But what are you going to do with all that leftover turkey? Well, my family and I, we enjoy it. 
we make turkey tacos. We make a turkey stir fry. We make turkey soup. We and no, Nick Bodie, what you said? Your your dad makes turkey gumbo. Uh, and, yeah. And and what else? Uh, he would do turkey gumbo, trying to spice it up. He would put it into soup. Um, yeah. And it got really bad when we started getting turkey for breakfast. We knew that was <laughs> we knew that was when we had too much left over. Oh yeah. And then you know, there's so many different things: turkey casseroles and all that. But I, actually, some of my favorites are the turkey stir fry and the turkey uh, tacos. I mean, you you can do a lot of things with that turkey when you're done. And and oh, and turkey salad. I got one of those grinders. I grind it. I make a turkey salad. I'll tell you what. We really enjoy it. I hope you do too. And if you got anything interesting, you know, that you want to let us know, you can call us here at 799-1250 and let us know what you do with that leftover turkey. All right. The Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. All right. We got a caller on the line, don't we? We do. We yeah. got our, uh, our buddy Rich giving us a call from Milwaukee. All right. We'll talk to Rich. Hey, good morning, Rich. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? Yeah, I was up in the, in the Cedar area. Uh, I, I, I talked to you in the past shows. Uh, two weeks ago, I shot a nice nine-pointer at my bull. Oh, congrats. And then, I, and then I walked up into the, basically led up into the gun hunt, and we did terrible this year gun hunting. Oh, really? A, a, lot, of the, a lot of the areas in the refuge were had a lot more water than, than previous years, and yeah. that forced those deer another spot. And uh, for nine guys uh, hunting the Cedar area, not, not just the refuge, we only shot one eight-pointer. Really, that was it for nine guys, eh? Well, we, well wow. we had some high high water. Now, even up where I'm at, up there by Douglas County, they had the heavy flooding, as you guys will recall mm-hmm. earlier. Bayfield County was crazy. Sure. Down on my land, down by the river, it's incredible. I'm 150 yards off the river, and I'm looking off up the ridge, and I can see 12 feet high on the trees watermarks. I wow. heard that the water, it had rose as high as 50 feet down there. Really? Yeah, so as if I'd had any deer stand or anything down there, it would have just been flooded, washed wow. right out. Incredible. And wow. I think it changed the deer movement as well, because I really didn't see any deer trails or any of the usual. I think the deer moved up top, up onto the ridges, mm-hmm. uh, went up near, you know, up in the up in the highland there. So you're right, it might have changed things. You think, Rich, that changed for you guys too? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, for example, the week of bow hunting into gun hunting, last year I saw over 20-some deer, both both in there and some other areas, and I, the camera, all my camera action was even bad this year. Uh, I did want to throw in one musky question, you guys. Okay. Uh, I, as, as you know, I've, in the last couple of shows I've talked to you about, I'm a new musky guy. Three weeks ago, the guys were at these local dams uh, on the Wisconsin River, and... Um, they were getting muskies. I mean, there were quite a few muskies caught. Last two weeks, there weren't even guys fishing. What what goes on? Did, did they cycle by these dams? That's a funny question. You know, I just was talking to a guy yesterday, and he he went down to the rock. What is it? The oh, it's on the Fox River Dam, dam in Racine. I forget the name of it. And normally they catch. I mean, there's muskies there. There's smallmouth. There's walleye. And Racine. White bass. Yeah. Um, oh, what the heck is the name of that dam? Oh, it's on the Fox River. The Fox in Racine, south of here. I'm pretty 
Fox River isn't down by Racine. Well, maybe I'm getting it. The Rock River, maybe? The Rock's over by yeah. I, Jefferson, west of us. Maybe it wasn't Racine. Maybe it's I Wal- think the Fox Wal- actually does flow down through Racine area. But oh, whatever. there is another Fox down here. Maybe. Well, yeah, anyway. you're right. The Fox comes out of uh, Pewaukee, runs into yeah. the Fox by Waukesha, yeah. doesn't it? There, right. and isn't yeah. that going on down? Yeah, well, anyway, and, and they'd been going there last month for, uh, you know, catching all kinds of different fish. And he said he was there uh, this last weekend, and there wasn't a fish there. Bunch, and nobody fishing it either. <laughs> he went that, there, and there wasn't a not a not a bite. That would make sense because muskies actually come out of Pewaukee and make it through that system all the yeah. way into Illinois. They've got oh yeah, all fish the way that down. have been take so. But it, as far as fishing by the dam, you know what? Fishing by dams, uh, you can catch all kinds of species of fish. Yeah, you know, people but, like to fish the catfish, walleyes at time. But I think what Rich is saying is that there were muskies up by this dam, exactly, and, not, and now there's none. There were a lot of guys getting muskies all of a sudden for the last two weeks. Yeah. There wasn't even a fisherman except me, and yeah. I, I don't understand it. Well, were, those, were they casting or soaking suckers for them? Uh, both. Well, my there guess there is... There was a guy even with a fly rod that <laughs> My guess is that um, the muskies are still there. The, the fishermen are deer hunting. <laughs> well, you know that you, you you could be right, and um, it and in fact, the guy told me he said you can you can get muskies here till the end of the season, and but he didn't say that's when the active bite is or anything. Yeah, yeah well, right. you got till the what? Thir- how many days are in this 31st month? Thirty first of December, I believe. Thirty yeah. first of December, you for got. There. Yeah. For oh, there. that's yeah. right. They changed it for yeah. the southern zone. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, if a guy wants to sit fish from shore, yeah. and uh, is that what they were doing, or were they in boats? They were they were everywhere. They were they were lined up on shore, and um, they were waiting. And guys in boats. And like I said, we talked to a few of them, and they all had actions like, "Oh, this is this has got to be my new honey hole." That's, but it didn't but, turn out for me. But what, not anymore. What river is that? Was that the Wisconsin? <laughs> it, it's uh, it's a Castle Rock area. Castle Rock. Oh, that's got to be the. I bet you the, is that the little yellow or yellow? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got okay. it. Yeah. Anyways, guys, you guys always have a great right. show. I wish you could put another hour onto it, but uh, we'll talk to you again. All right. Talk to All you right. again, Take Rich. Care. Thanks. Good luck. All right, folks. Uh, 799-1250 is the phone number. It's time to play the Hornschwaggle. We're going to need a contestant. I got some good ones today, right. Tom. If you've, won in on the your la- thinking cap. if you've won in the last four weeks, don't call. Uh, the Hornschwaggle is brought to you by Carl's Country Market, known for its award-winning sausages and everything meat and more at Pilgrim and Silver Spring in Menominee Falls. So call 799-1250 now. You might be the lucky winner of a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market. Danny's all geared up Once and ready go to, to go. to Carl's, uh, you know my buddy Troy Woodrow, who has the Cafe yeah, Rumba right? thing? That's his, he once told me, these were his exact words. He said, Carl's Country Market is my newest, favoritest place to go. Is that Because right? he went in there one time, and he was getting one thing he ended up buying. Bacon. He came out of there with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> with too much stuff. It smells too good in there. You, yeah, they I got know. all those meats and stuff yeah, in I there. Yeah, it does always smell good, yeah. All right, we're going to go 799-1250. Call now. Be a contestant. Win that $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market. We'll be right back. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. Nick Bodie is going to get us out of the here and into a break. We're hot. Welcome back. 
We'll be riding the storm out on Sunday night and Monday. Cutting edge outdoors. <laughs> you're riding the storm. You're riding the rails with the crazy train. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hopefully you had a safe and enjoyable hunt. Got another day tomorrow. Get out there and bang, bang, bambi. Um, okay, so now we got our horn schwaggle segment here. Uh, Nick, who do we got on the line? Got our buddy Tom calling in from Newburgh. Okay, Tom, how you doing? Morning, Tom. Good morning, gentlemen. All right, so you know how this works. I make a statement. If I'm pulling your leg, it's a horn schwaggle. If, I, if I'm not pulling your leg and I speak as truth, uh, that's uh, no horn schwaggle. So here we go. Uh, the um, rough grouse is not the only, they used to call them partridge, some people, not the only partridge in Wisconsin uh, there's another partridge known as the Hungarian partridge that uh, lives in southern Wisconsin farm fields, which you can also hunt, hornswoggle or no hornswoggle. Uh, I believe that is true. That is a no hornswoggle. Okay. Yeah, all right. Got That's a ring one. for us. Okay. Here you go. Just don't see too many of them. No, you don't. Not <laughs> no, like you, don't. Not like you <laughs> used to. Okay. Right. The weasel. The weasel. First got its name from French explorer Visa Labat when he was trapping the species in Canada in 1848. Oh, good grief. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have that zinger, eh? <laughs> um, it's a 50-50. I'm going to go um, Hornschwaggle. Oh, That's a Hornschwaggle. <laughs> good old Visa Labat. Actually, he started a beer company up there. So, anyway... <laughs> the- <laughs> Labot, yeah. Yeah, Labot, yeah. Yeah, there, hey. Yeah, there, hey. Yeah, hoser, take off, yeah, hoser. Dank and Wizzy, that's her favorite Canada beer. I believe it. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you're two for two anyway. Let's see if you'd get the next one. Porcupines. Porcupines, they uh, once were um, uh, protected, um, but uh, they are no longer protected. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle. Uh, that is a uh, no horn schwab. Yeah, right. They were, I yeah, mean, they're bad for trees. They kill yeah, trees. They're, yeah. they're like rats. They, yeah, they kill, they <laughs> kill trees. I caught one chewing on my deer stand years ago. I got all this expensive lumber at Menards, and I built this deer stand. And <laughs> I come back, and it's like half chewed away. <laughs> oh, God. That's, yeah. like a, that's like a dryland beaver, hey? Yeah, that's yeah. like a on-land beaver. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, All you right. are you are the winner. Leave your information with Nick, and uh, we'll get that uh, sent out to you. And last week's winner, Tom, emailed it to me, but I was hunting. So if you were last week's winner, I will be nope. getting that out as well. All right. No. Thanks. Well, I wouldn't be calling because no, I'm oh, talking. No, I'm talking to the other winner. Yeah, he's oh, not okay. you, Tom. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm gonna You'll go be... get a bottle in front of me. Uh, All right. Uh, okay. Sounds good. We'll see, see ya. ya. Bye, Tom. See you guys. Bye. Bye. The Hornschwaggle was brought to you by Carl's Country Market, known for its award-winning sausages, which they uh, have a lot of them, and they've got excellent meats. They're on the corner of Pilgrim and Silver Spring in Menominee Falls. Uh, Boy. Carl's, you know what you ought to do this time of year, guys? They do make the best best smoked fish in the world. yeah. You could go down, uh, Muskie Master Jim Dembeck, when he's not catching thousands of big muskies, he likes to go in uh, this time of year into the winter and catch all kinds of brown trout yeah. down uh, by Lake Michigan there. Off she fishes from shore. 
Go down there, catch yourself some brown trout, and take them to get smoked at Carl's. Mm-hmm. You won't have any better smoked fish. Yeah. And they'll smoke the whole thing. They don't chop it up. Yeah, however you want to however yeah. you want to do it. Yeah. yeah, take it into them, and uh, I'll tell you that smoked fish is good, perfect Ma- for your holiday gathering. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, many years ago, um, we used to get together at my one of my brother's houses for Christmas Eve, and I I went to Carl's and I I didn't have it. I bought one. Uh, what the heck was it? Or did I take it there? I can't, you know, I can't remember. All I know is I brought my, I brought to my brother Jim's a smoked salmon. I mean, head and all, all the right. whole thing. You right. know, you can get the whole thing. Yeah, and, and it looks impressive. Well, <laughs> you, you know, know when buffets it's the, when yeah. it's on the dinner table. A lot of like uh, certain places would have, you know, buffets. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. fancy hotels would mm-hmm. even have a Sunday brunch buffet mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah. And I, I've gone a, a lot of them, and they'd a lot of times have all the food, but then they'd have this big old smoked. Salmon or Usually something with the head salmon. on, yeah, with yeah, the head sitting on. there, yeah. and it looks impressive. In yeah, the it does. It does. You know, they got the greenery around it, like parsley or whatever. You know, is it's, all around it. Tom, let know? me tell you, it's all about presentation. It, well, I'll tell you what. Oftentimes, we eat with our eyes. You know, before we actually eat with our mouths. You know, I mean, uh, the smell, the the visual concept of it. You know, uh, you know, when you see something that looks good. I think it maybe even if it didn't taste as good as what it should, but you think it should, so you're so you think it tastes better. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the presentation. Yeah, years presentation ago, presentation is y- important. Years ago, I set up a presentation. I had a was going out with a girl, and I was, told her I'd make her dinner. So Uh-oh. I stopped at my <laughs> I stopped at my mom's house, right? And she's visiting with my mom, and I got on the phone and called called my old roommate, and I said, "Hey, man, go to Ponderosa." Pick up two number two dinners, bring them home, and put take them out of the package and put them in the in the in the stove. Right, yeah. just leave them there. So then I come in with the girl and I said, uh, opened up the oven. I said, "Hey, dinner's ready." And I we're sitting there eating. She goes, "This is really good." She goes, "Just like Ponderosa." And I'm thinking, <laughs> "Is Ponderosa?" <laughs> She wasn't the sharpest in the oh. world, but she looked good. Yeah, well, that, yeah. that's important. It's all about presentation, my friend. It is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check our emails here real quick. So while you were gone, uh, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't see much football last week then, huh? I saw no uh, foosball. No, none of that. I didn't see none of the foosball, yeah. no. Yeah, I, uh, yeah you, you missed the— We were in a one. cabin without— uh, Got no. You have power in that cabin. We got a generator. Oh, you got a generator. So you yeah. start it up in the morning, and boom, the lights turn on, yeah. and yeah. So we get up about five thirty in the morning, and it's time for camp to you wake got a, up. You got a stove in there or something? Got a stove in yeah. there. Uh, it's all uh, gas. We got a big, you know, there's propane tank and gas, and we gas heat, and mm-hmm. it's really quite a nice. Is there nice a shower setup. in there? Heck like running no, water, no, no running, running water. water, no, 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 and it's an outhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know that sounds like, uh, well, the 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 cabin up by my son Nick's father in law's land up in Price County, that's even more rustic. It's it's uh, four, uh, what is it, corrugated walls, <laughs> and a roof, and that's it. 
I mean, yeah, there's no running water. You know what there's, I'd there's like? There's no stove in there. I don't, well, they might have a stove you just now. got a brilliant idea, might Tom. I could make a fortune on this. What's that? Well, you know how they used to make those hot seats that you used to carry around deer hunting? They were yeah. like a small pillow, and you'd yeah. strap it to your butt, yeah. and any time you sat down, it was warm. Yeah. They had warm stuff. One side is orange, one side is camo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't see those anymore. Yeah, you we take, got them at Sherpers. You got them? They oh, still yeah. make them. Yeah, still okay, make them. so yeah. the biggest thing I hate about the outhouse is the, the cold toilet seat there when it's like zero degrees uh, up there. And what if you were to like make a toilet seat and filled it with that kind of fill and you'd have a warm outhouse seat? It would seat. be a little warmer. But but the thing is, an outhouse. It could make a fortune. But make think, it blaze orange. But I think you got to. Easily gotta, bolts I think, on. I think you got to sit there a while for it to warm up. And when you're in an outhouse, you don't want to be in there too long. You know, you know what I mean? You don't want to be in there too Sometimes, long. Sometimes, <laughs> Tom, you don't have a choice how long you're sitting there. Sometimes the guys, that's what newspapers yeah. were made for. Sometimes I, a guy's stuck longer than he yeah. wants to be. You know, I, what, what I don't like about outhouses in the summertime, I'm always worried about spiders and creepy crawlers. I mentioned that. <laughs> I mentioned that. Yeah. A while back. I mentioned that at the cabin. I said, Oh, did you? Is it just me? But every time I feel like something's going to come and yeah. grab my. <laughs> grab something. Yeah. I'll grab some, something. Some, something. Yeah. I... And you got to watch out because I was asking my brother, I said, Did you, do you see spiders there in the summertime? Because he goes there yeah. in the summer. He says, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking a guy could get, get nailed by the uh, brown recluse yeah, or, or the uh, woolly mammoth spider yeah. or, or the uh, bla- uh, whatever there is the, up there. The wolf spider. Wolf spider. It's, I got bit by one. Or, Did you? Yeah, by one of those. When I was a kid, it was under a dock, a fishing dock yeah. you know, on a lake, and we were up north and uh, had my hand, you know, holding on to the side of the dock, you know, just regular. Right. And it bit me. Yeah, it got me. And we saw it, too. It's, it's a big, hairy thing. Oh, like... Why, that's why I think they call it a wolf spider because it's like got these big hairy legs, big hairy body. It was a big spider. Years ago, we went used to go fish Monument Bay Lodge up on Lake of the Woods, and Steve Milliot was with me one year, and he got nailed like three times. He had these Is big red right? welts by spiders. And uh, so the next year, we get up there, we motor across, we're putting all our stuff from the boat into the cabin, and I walk in, and swear to God, I probably am going to get lung cancer as a result because I'm walking all of a sudden, I'm like... <coughs> He went in there, first thing he did, and he was let off like three of these oh, no. bombs, right? Yeah. These spider bombs. And I said, he <laughs> says, well, they're not going to get me again this year. Yeah. I said, well, for crying out loud, why didn't you at least just yeah. wait till we got our stuff in and then we leave yeah, and, and then, then, do it. then do it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, is you, you, if you have a garden, a vegetable garden, I've, I've been bit a couple of times picking things in the garden. You know, you stick your hand in the bushes there trying going to grab something. I've been bit a couple of times, but, you know, they're not poisonous, but there's some damn pretty big spiders in there, you know? Jeez. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know? So a lot of times now, if I'm just going to stick my uh, my hand way in there in places, I wear a glove. I wear a glove. I'm, I'm not going to take any chances. All right. We, we got about a minute to go, Danny. And then uh, if uh, we got a phone caller, but they're going to have to wait till after the sports update. We got a number of things to get into. Uh, when we get back, we'll talk a little bit about that rumba. Cuffer, cut, yeah. Let's do the rumba. Yeah. And uh, real quick, I just want to tell everybody, uh, at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, all in-stock merchandise is 15% off until December 23rd. That excludes St. Croix, Shimano, and Live Bait. All uh, all the long rods, 9, 6, and up from Tackle Industries are 35% off, and well, all Tackle Industry rods under 9 feet are 30% off. That's a great so, deal. Yeah, yeah. Buy, buy your uh, 
husband, boyfriend, or girlfriend a big musky yeah. rod for Christmas. Yeah, or like I said, all their musky tackle, all the stuff, uh, all the bass tackle and all that stuff, everything's 15% off, you know. so a good un- deal. Until December 23rd. It's a really good deal, yeah, man. Yeah, that is.